Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from, people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. Come on in and let's connect this week. I'm so excited that you are here. I have been in a little mini-series, a three-part mini-series. This week's episode is the final episode in that mini-series that I've been putting out from the She Rises Women's Conference that I have the honor of hosting every year. And, you know, I, I felt like this would be just a great opportunity to connect with women that maybe weren't able to attend the Women's Conference this year. It was held in the beginning of April. We were sold out again, second year in a row, and had a waiting list. And, you know, as much as I want to open the doors and, and just let, you know, come one, come on, come all, <laughs> come one, come all, um, we, you know, we can't sit on one another's laps. So I, I felt like, well, what a great way to, you know, just help women feel like they, they were there to help women feel included. I just really feel passionate about that to just kind of, you know, open up my ministry and, and just allow women to come in, to feel included, to feel like they belong here. And, you know, I, I was just thinking about all of the women that messaged me and, you know, I'm on the waiting list and wish I could be there, you know, just different things, different things you know, life reasons, grandchildren's birthdays and those types of things that they were just unable to come, but they really wanted to. And so, you know, I thought, well, you know what? I can offer a little bit of my message that I gave on Friday night at She Rises here on the podcast. It's not the entire message that I gave Friday, but it's just really three points, three big points from my message that I, I felt like, you know what, I can offer those three points here. So I decided to do this this three-part mini-series starting, you know, two weeks ago was She Rises Awakened, and then last week was She Rises Aligned, and this week is, like I said, the final episode in that three-part mini-series, She Rises Activated. And it's actually been kind of fun, too, that you know I've been receiving some messages from women that were at the women's conference who have been tuning in to this three-part message uh, series because they just feel like it's, you know, offering them just kind of a little shot in the arm, if you will, a little, you know, just kind of little boost in their faith and serving as a, just a friendly reminder of, 
oh yeah, I remember when God spoke that to my heart, or oh yeah, you know, because sometimes when you're in an event like that, it's hard to, you know, maybe take notes, and (laughs) I have been known to talk fast, so it's, you know, really hard to take notes sometimes when I'm, you know, just really feeling, you know, just kind of on a roll and I, and I do tend to talk fast. So anyway, but here on the podcast, you can push pause and take your notes. You can um, hit the little button that takes you back 30 seconds and then another 30 seconds if you need to. So, or you can, you know, start all over and play it from the beginning. But anyway, we are going to go ahead and get right into this week's episode. You know, we uh, we were talking about at she rises my message was really just diving into the story of esther that's really where i was basing my message uh, at she rises from was the story of esther uh she has a just a powerful story her book is in the old testament of the bible uh, it's a it's a book of the bible called esther short but very powerful story really just really impactful and just been really kind of marinating if you will in the book of esther and um, god has just really been speaking to me a lot about her and um, i i really believe that the lord has just kind of issued a clarion call and as i said at she rises this year uh, a clarion call to all of us as women as daughters of the king to rise as modern day esters here in 2021 and even going forward to understand that we are alive on the planet for such a time as this and so uh, if you have not been a part of this mini series this week's episode might be a little confusing you might feel like i'm kind of missing a few Uh, pieces of the puzzle here. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the first episode in this mini-series, She Rises Awakened. That was two weeks ago. Uh, Because these episodes in this series, they do build upon one another. I mean, you can glean from and be encouraged in your faith uh, just as a standalone episode, of course, but they do build upon one another. And especially as I lay kind of the framework for who Esther was and how she even got to this position as queen really plays a huge factor in us being able to understand and see ourselves as modern day Esthers, see ourselves as as someone that can not only relate to Esther and her background and her story, but also understand that wow, she was no different than you and me. And so if you feel a little confused, a little lost um, in this week's episode, go ahead and listen to that first episode and then last week's episode, and you'll be able to track right along with us. But in this week's episode, we're talking about, you know, being activated, being a woman that is activated and, you know, taking steps to fulfill the plans and the purposes for which God has placed us on the earth for. Bravely taking steps, even though we might feel afraid, we're choosing to be to be activated in our faith and we're going to choose to do it afraid. I might feel fear, but I'm going to go ahead and do it afraid. I might have doubts. I might have questions. I, you know, I might have some things that I'm working on right now, but I'm going to go ahead and begin taking some brave, bold steps toward fulfilling whatever it is that God has placed me on the earth to do. You know, Mordecai, 
who was raising Esther. She was an orphaned Jew. Um, and again, I go into that a couple of weeks ago. But Mordecai, you know, at this point in her story that we're going to get into here this week, he is, he's really uh, become aware of an evil plot, an evil plan by a man named Haman and his wife to just destroy and just demolish and execute the the Jewish people. He wanted to remove them from the face of the planet. He hated, along with his wife, he hated the Jewish people and just really despised them so much that he wanted to see them completely removed. And so he devised, along with his wife, this evil plan. Mordecai, air quote here, happened <laughs> to be become aware of that, that evil plan. And he sends word to Esther, who at this point is queen. And, you know, she's just kind of living the queen life, whatever that is. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but, you know, just living the queen life. And so at this point, she is made aware of this evil, this evil plot. And of course, she herself is, is Jewish. And, you know, she's given this information. And really, we see in the story of Esther that she had a choice of whether or not she was going to go forward and make the king, her husband, aware of, of this evil plot to use her position, to use her voice, to use her influence, to impact people that didn't necessarily have a voice, that maybe were being overlooked and being really plotted against, or, you know, she's just going to hold this close to her heart and hope that God will raise up someone else, God will use someone else. She had a choice, and clearly we see in her story that she wasn't sure how this was going to go. Um, you know, she went before, she was going to go before the king, which, as we talked about last week, you just did not do. I mean, there was a lot on the line for Esther in making that very brave and courageous decision. She said, I will go before the king, and if I perish, I perish. She said, I will go before the king, and if I perish, I perish. Here's the thing. Esther's obedient yes to God was more than just about her. She had the Jewish people in her thoughts and impressed upon her heart. I love that. I love that because Esther recognizes that, you know, this isn't just about me. I'm not just here to live a safe, comfortable, cushy life as the queen. I have been made aware of this evil, um, just destructive, and really even, can I even go as far as to say as demonic plan to destroy the Jewish people, which, oh, by the way, I'm a part of, or I'm going to just kind of sit by and, and watch it all happen and, you know, hope for the best. She had the Jewish people on her heart. She recognized that I'm here for more than just a safe, comfortable, cushy life. I am here. God has positioned me here for a reason. And I want to encourage you today to draw from her story that what you and I are called to do on the earth is more than just about us. It's about who the Lord wants to reach through us. It's about how he wants to reach the people around us because what he does in us he then wants to do through us you see we we received 
you know, this, this calling upon our lives, God has placed gifts and potential on the inside of us. He has a plan for our lives, but it's not just supposed to be for us. We're not just supposed to sit idly by and, and just kind of hold on to it. We're not supposed to keep it to ourselves. We are, we are to freely receive it and then freely allow him to work that through us. He does a work in us and then he wants to do a work through us. Our purpose on the earth is to first know him. Let's not miss that. Our purpose on the earth is, earth is to first know him and then to make him known to others. First and foremost, to know him, to know God, to know him, and then to make him known in all of the earth, um, you know, to make him known to others. How we do that is through the gifts and the potential that he's placed on the inside of us. So in other words, okay, so we each have, you know, we each share in that first and foremost purpose is to know him. I believe it's in the book of Ecclesiastes where it reads, he has placed eternity in the hearts of all mankind, every single one of us. There's like a um, like a God hole on the inside of us that can only be filled by him. And he created us to be in relationship with him, first of all, and then, of course, to be in relationship with other people. But first and foremost, we were created to be in relationship with him and then to make him known to other people. Well, how do we do that? We do that. The vehicle in which we do that is through the gifts that God has placed on the inside of us. Does it look differently than how he's using someone else? Quite possibly. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say more than likely. Yeah. And here I really believe is where the snare of, of comparison can kind of just weasel its way in here when we, when we begin to compare our gifts and how God is using someone else in comparison to how God is using us and what he's gifted us in. And, you know, so here's kind of, here's an example. So let's say, let's say maybe, you know, you are, you are called to, you know, you're called to work in the nursery at your church, for example. You, um, you in fact, really enjoy that. You really enjoy, you know, taking, taking little ones and feeding them bottles and, and rocking them to sleep and holding them and comforting them and, you know, just um, fostering a safe place for moms and dads to drop off their children while they attend the adult services. Well, it can be easy for people then to say, well, God must not be using me in a very impactful way because I'm not I'm not the one that is out front. I'm not the one that's on the stage. How God is using that person is is having a much significant and much more impactful role in the world. It has more value. It has more worth than what I'm doing. I mean, I'm just sitting over here, you know, watching watching little ones. And I just want to say to you, I love you. I believe in you. And I want God's best for you. And I love you enough to, to tell you that if that's you today, the enemy is lying to you. Friend, the enemy is lying to you. You don't have to compare yourself with how God is using you in uh, in comparison to how he's using someone else. Listen, 
the body the body of Christ is what we are referred to in scripture those of us that have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior we are followers of Christ we're believers in Christ we're Christians we are considered the body of Christ well in the body of Christ there are there are a lot of people in the body of Christ and there are a lot of different roles there's a lot of different gifts there's a lot of different a lot of different lanes if you will that everybody has been given and every single one of us has an impact within the body of Christ. Every single one of us has a role. Every single one of us has value and worth. Every single one of us is significant in the overall picture of of advancing the kingdom of God on the earth. And so, man, comparison, wow, it, it is. I think that Eleanor Roosevelt is the one that said that comparison is the thief of joy and I so hardly agree with that. And I'll even take that a step farther and say that I believe that comparison can always uh, can also be the thief of feeling fulfilled in that which God has called us to. Because all of a sudden we begin to think that however, however, however God is using her, she's doing a better job. She's having more impact than I am. People are responding to her more than they respond to me. She has a, a larger following than than I do. Listen, all of that is a comparison trap. Every single part of that. None of that is healthy. None of that is going to bring God's best in your life. And the, the snare of comparison is is from the devil because comparison is like a bait that the that the enemy dangles in front of us and you know what comparison does it also creates and it just is a is a great breeding ground for division because all of a sudden inside you know when we're kind of um just just kind of marinating and um, sitting in that comparison trap, we begin to kind of feel a little resentful and we start to feel a little jealous and we start to feel like, um, I'm not sure I really like her anymore. And all of that, man, when you are secure in who you are in Christ, your identity in Christ and the lane that God has called you to, how he has gifted you and the role that you have within the body of Christ, there's no room for insecurities and comparison. So I don't know, that wasn't even in my notes. Somebody that's listening needed to hear that today. You are valuable, you are significant, and what you are carrying matters. And it plays a a huge role. Somewhere someone is hoping you'll give an obedient yes to the Lord. The world is waiting for the daughters of the King of Kings to rise, to take their position as a voice in the world and make an impact for all of eternity. Let me just stop there for a minute. I said this at She Rises, and I really believe that it warrants me explaining this here. Sometimes I think that when we hear hear the term, use your voice, lift your voice, you've been given a voice, we think that, again, that it's it's you know, like something like this, you know, a podcast or a platform of some kind, public speaking. And it's not always that. Does it include that? Absolutely. But listen, you can use your voice to impact the lives of other people for the kingdom of God right where you are. You can use your voice to impact the lives of other people for the kingdom of God in the break room at your workplace. 
you can use your your voice to impact the lives of other people for the kingdom of God, talking over the fence with your neighbor, with the person at the grocery store, with the person that you happen to strike up a conversation with out on the walking trail. You can use your voice to impact the lives of other people for the kingdom of God. While your your kids are having a play date and you're sitting around the picnic table with other moms, you can use your voice to impact the lives of other people for the kingdom of God with those that you share the same address with, the people living underneath your roof, your spouse, your kids. And so, man, I just want to encourage you today to expand your definition and maybe how you might be viewing that, that it's not just about public speaking. Using your voice to impact the lives of other people for the kingdom of God is so much more than a podcast and public speaking. Somewhere, someone will be the fruit of your obedient yes to the Lord. You have no idea what is on the other side of your yes, but make no mistake, he does. Make no mistake that he does. Who is on the other side of your obedient yes? Who is on the other side of you believing that you are alive on the planet for such a time as this? Who is on the other side? Who is the fruit of your obedient yes to believe that you are everything God says that you are, that you are fearlessly and wonderfully created, that you are a masterpiece, that you are a carrier of God-given potential, that you are an image bearer, that you have gifts, that you belong, that you are significant? Who is on the other side of this? Listen, you have a sphere of influence. Every single one of us has a sphere of influence. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big your social media following is. It doesn't matter how many friends you have. It doesn't matter if you're married, if you have kids. It doesn't matter if you are a college student or you are a retired person. It doesn't matter if you're a manager somewhere or if you are an empty nester. It doesn't matter. Every single one of us has has a sphere of influence. Maybe right now your sphere of influence are the kids that you're raising. Maybe right now your sphere of influence is your elderly neighbor. Maybe your sphere of influence right now are the kids that you are that you are taking care of in the nursery. Maybe right now your sphere of influence is on a on a larger platform. You know, everybody has a sphere of influence and it doesn't matter if it's if it's the masses or if it's one. Because Jesus modeled this really well for us in the Gospels. He demonstrated when he left the 99, you know, he he taught on that parable of, you know, the shepherd leaving the 99 sheep and going after the one that was lost that had kind of gotten away from him straight away. He demonstrated and taught on, you know what, I'm willing to leave the 99 for just a little bit and I'm going to go after that one because that one matters. That one matters matters to me. I see that one. That one has a place here. That one belongs. That one has value and is significant to me. And I'm willing to just step away from the 99 for just a little bit and go after that one. Listen, if you only impact one person all of your life, that one person, that one person mattered. That one person mattered. If you, if you this week can can reach just one person and speak into their lives 
hope and life and truth and encourage someone, be a lifter of someone else, encourage somebody. That one person matters. So if your sphere of influence is one person, your elderly neighbor, that one person matters. Why? Because they matter to God. Because they matter to God. And whatever matters to him should matter to us. We weren't created for in-reach. We were created for outreach. Let me repeat that. That's really important. We weren't created for in-reach. We were created for outreach. And just like Esther, you and I have a choice. Just like Esther, you and I have a choice to believe who God says he is. And because he is everything he says he is, we are everything he says that we are. We have a choice to believe we've been fearfully and wonderfully created with a unique purpose. We have a choice to believe that our past does not define our future. We have a choice to believe that we, we've maybe been through some things in our lives and th- those things are a part of our story, but it's not the end of our story. We have a choice to believe that if God can use anyone, he can use you and he can use me. We have a choice to believe his truth over any lie that the devil wants to bait us with, the labels that people have placed upon us, and to instead of being led by our feelings, to believe that we can be led by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have a choice to believe that we are not too old and it is not too late. We have a choice to believe that we are an image bearer of the living God to a world that is searching. We have a choice to believe that God created us as truth tellers, hope dealers, and lifters of other people. We have a choice to believe that we were created for impact. The power of choice, I believe, is one of the greatest gifts that God has given to you and to me. The power of choice. And just like Esther, she had a choice. What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? And I believe that God is, and I said this at She Rises, it bears repeating here. I believe that God is giving us this choice. It's almost like we're at a fork in the road. Are we going to continue to believe the lies? Are we going to continue to um, see ourselves uh, through the lens of our past, through the lens of opinions, through the lens of insecurity? Or are we going to be women who are awakened, aligned, and activated for the purposes and plans that God has for our lives? Courage breeds courage. Courage breeds courage. Billy Graham, the great evangelist, said this, one person, when one person takes a stand, it stiffens the spines of others to also take a stand. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? And when we think about courage breeding courage, who's going to be inspired and spurred on in their faith when they observe you being courageous and taking brave, bold steps this year, this week, today, in your life? Who's going to be encouraged and lifted and spurred on? Who's going to who's going to say, wow, look at what, what she's doing. I am so inspired by the steps that she's taking. I know her. I know what she's been through and look at what God is doing in her life. I, I'm inspired by that. Man, that is so powerful. Who is watching you? Who is watching you? I want to be 
I want to be, and I believe that you do too, I want to be a living, walking, breathing testimony of Jesus Christ in this world. I want to be a faithful witness to all of the world that is searching, that is dark and hopeless, that that God is alive and that he is in the business of redemption, that he's in the business of restoring and reconciling, that he is in the business of healing and setting people free, that he is in the business of saving people and reaching down into pits and pulling us out. Man, I want people to be encouraged and spurred on when they either observe me from afar and I never have the honor of having a conversation with them. I want people to look at me and say, wow, I, I'm in, I'm encouraged by that witness. And she is, she's making me want to know more about this God. She's making me want to open my Bible more. She's making me want to, you know, develop a better prayer life. She's making me want to be a better witness in, in my own life. I want I want anyone that comes to a She Rises event, tunes in here to the podcast, reads my books, or even even people that I just have a cup of coffee with or have lunch with or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. I want people to feel better about themselves and about their lives and about their relationship with God after having been around me after having been to something that I've hosted or read something that I have written. I want people, I want people to feel like, you know, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give in. I'm not, I'm not going to walk away from this. You know what? I'm encouraged because man, isn't that what it's about? That is, that is what living our lives out loud and being a light in this world. I talked about that in this little mini episode. I believe that it was the, the first episode in this little mini series that, listen, we were not created to live in the shadows. God created us to shine. And that includes you. You were created to shine. You were created to shine. And courage breeds courage. So no matter your story, God has a plan for your life. No matter your story, God has a plan for your life. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter what people think about you. It doesn't matter what labels have been placed upon you by other people or even labels that you've placed upon yourself. Here's why. Because God's value system is different than this world's. God's value system is different than this world's. And I don't know about you, but I am so grateful from for someone that has a really messy past. And I don't have time to get into that right now, but a little shameless plug, my latest book that I wrote and um, that was published and released last fall called Her Heart is Free. I kind of go into that a little bit and how God set me free from people pleasing and rejection. Uh, abandonment and just never feeling like I'm I'm enough. I have a really messy past. I came from a really hard life and I'm just so grateful that none of those things, none of those things matter. None of those things matter because God's value system is different than the world's. People may view me and want to continue to see me in light of those things in my past. It doesn't matter because his truth is what leads me. He leads me triumphantly. And his mercy and his truth are what follow me. 
He leads me triumphantly and his mercy and his truth follow me all the days of my life. Satan would love to capitalize on any thoughts or feelings that you feel like might disqualify you from God using your one life to impact the lives of other people. But you have a choice today, right now, at this moment, and I so hope that you steward your choice wisely today to serve the enemy notice that I may I may have bought that lie before, but I'm not I'm not anymore. I'm severing the tie that I had with that lie and I'm fully giving myself to believe that I am going to be awakened, I'm going to be aligned, and I'm going to be an activated woman and rise as a modern-day Esther to impact the lives of other people for the kingdom of God. The enemy wants to condemn you, but Jesus came to acquit you. The enemy wants to keep you bound to regret and shame, but Jesus came to set you free. The enemy wants to keep you pushed down, but Jesus came to lift you. Daughter of God, you are chosen and you are treasured, created for a purpose, set apart, redeemed, and pursued. Now is the time to stop arguing with God about what you see as reasons why he couldn't use your one life to impact the world around you and instead begin to rely on his capacity. Now is the time to be awakened, aligned, and activated. You were born for such a time as this. There is no one else like you. No one else has been designed exactly like you. No one is wired the way you are, and it's time for you to step into the fullness of your potential, regardless of how you feel. You might not feel like you have it all together. You might not feel like you have all the answers. You might not even feel like you're the most gifted person in the room. You might have fears, you might have doubts, you might have worries, you might have things that you're working on, but God is for you and he is with you. He is leading you triumphantly by what he sees in you because that is who he is and that is what he does. He does not lead us by failure. He does not lead us by defeat. He does not lead us by mistakes. He does not lead us by opinions and and labels. He leads us by by what he sees on the inside of us. He leads us triumphantly. You have been created for such a time as this. It is not a coincidence. It is not a coincidence that you are alive right now. You weren't created to just merely follow the crowd. You are a leader. You are a leader. So rise up, daughter of the King of Kings, and take your position and use your one life to impact the lives of other people for the kingdom of God. I am so excited to see how God uses your life. I am so excited to see you um, step into whatever it is that God has called you to do. I am so excited to see you just thrive and flourish in the things that God has purposed for you. Oh, I'm just so excited, so excited. As I'm wrapping this up, I also want to say, not only am I excited, but I'm incredibly honored to serve alongside you. Thank you so much for sharing the She Connects podcast in your sphere of influence. Whenever you 
whenever you take a screenshot or, you know, you leave a review, you, you know, slap on some stars in the review section, leave a comment. I, I just feel so, so honored. It really deeply touches my heart. And here's why. You've maybe heard of the, the phrase or the quote, we're better together. Well, Sometimes I think that it's easy for us to say that, but we're not always so great at work walking that out. And when you do those things, I believe that we are partners and we are better together. And when you share this podcast um, in your sphere of influence, I believe that together we are making the world a better place that together we are impacting the lives of other people for the kingdom of God, that together we can have a greater impact. Together we can go farther and we can do more because we're doing it together. So thank you for letting me serve alongside you and and just partnering with you. I'm just so honored. I love you and I appreciate you. And so would you continue to share it? Would you continue to share it to people that are in your sphere of influence? Would you share a review? Would you would you leave comments and stuff like that? It's kind of how algorithms work. It's not it's not for me. It's not I know that sometimes when people hear that you think, well, what does it matter? I mean, like, what is wrong with you? Were you not hugged enough as a child? <laughs> Um, And I used to think those things, you know, like, oh, whatever. But I get it now. And here's why. I'm thinking about the woman that is kind of discouraged and feeling a little low, feeling a little hopeless and just kind of feeling just kind of fearful and doubtful and just kind of wondering about some things. And maybe she's sitting somewhere and and she types in in her search bar, uh, you know, God-given dreams or God-given potential or gifts or, you know, something like that. And if a, if a podcast is getting a lot of, just a lot of reviews and it's being shared and, you know, there's, there's stars given there in that podcast review, the algorithm brings those podcasts up to the forefront when that search is made by that person. And so so that person can find the She Connects podcast and and be encouraged and be be lifted and feel hopeful again and feel like, man, this really encouraged my faith today. And it could be just simply because she typed in in her search bar a couple of tag words and the podcast showed up because of the algorithm. So thank you for allowing me to serve alongside you. Coming up in the next two episodes, you are not going to want to miss next week's episode. I'm going to be talking about overcoming shame. (laughs) Overcoming shame, because here's the thing. Shame showed up in my life loud and proud a couple of weeks ago. So hot off the press, (laughs) I'm going to be talking about overcoming shame because shame is a bully and it wants to back us in the corner and it wants us to just feel really kind of bad about ourselves and it makes us feel just kind of heavy and oppressed. Uh, And while I have gained a lot of freedom in this area, I'm just like you and I'm subject to every now and then shame just slithers its way in and 
only a couple of weeks ago, it didn't slither so much. It showed up loud and proud and it just bullied me back into a corner. So next week, overcoming shame. The week after that, I'm going to be talking about how Jesus esteemed and placed value on women and welcomed them into his his circle and ministry and i'm just i'm really excited about those two episodes and especially as you begin to take steps in fulfilling whatever it is that god has called you to do um sometimes shame does come in you know and it pushes us pushes us back into the corner especially in the area that you've been called to shame attacks the area that you've been that you have been called into and so you can overcome that and so that's next week and then the week after that um just really championing women that is something that i'm so passionate about just really esteeming and championing women but i want to really take a look at how jesus modeled this and and just really gain some encouragement and some insight into how he valued women all right so with that i'm gonna let you go have a great week i love you i believe in you i'm believing for you have a fantastic week and i will uh, catch you next time bye-bye well i hope that that was a blessing in your life I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.